0: We're about to start a new series called For His Glory, and this is an Advent season, and Advent means just basically we take four Sundays in a week where we go right through about just different aspects of Christmas, how to celebrate Christmas. So, I, you know, when you get ready to, to prepare, sometimes you over-prepare, and I think I was set up, I think we were set up by the Holy Spirit to have breakthrough before the Word of God came, Amen. So as we go into this series, my role here today is to talk about prophets and promises. How do prophets, what did they do? What was the message in their heart when they talked about the Messiah? Before we jump right into our main scripture, we're going to be in Isaiah 9, 6, and 7. That's all we're going today. That's it. You guys better buckle up, buttercup, because we're about to go. I want to challenge you that We talk about the Messiah coming and being born, but your Lord and savior is not a baby. I'll say our Lord and savior is not in a manger. He is sitting next to God almighty at the right hand of the father. So yes, we should celebrate that he came, but he came and defeated everything that the devil could do. He defeated him. So we celebrate Christmas differently now. Because we winning. Can I get an amen? All right. So I want you to turn to Isaiah chapter nine, verse six and seven. For unto us, a child shall be born to us. A son shall be given and the government shall be upon his shoulders and the name shall, and his name shall be called wonderful counselor. Mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. There shall be no end to his increase to his government and of peace. He shall rule on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and uphold it with justice and righteousness from that time forward. And forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will accomplish this now. This scripture is just one of many prophecies that men and women began to prophesy about our Lord and Savior. So let me just start really quick on why God did it this way, because we have 18 minutes and I'm going to get into the meat of the message. Everything that God did from the Garden of Eden until now is motivated by his love. When Adam and Eve in the garden, when he created them, when they fell into sin, God's God's heart was broken because what was broken in the garden was intimacy with face-to-face relationship with God. It wasn't their natural bodies. They kept living. It wasn't anything that they were going to be. They kept being it. What was missing was the element of your heavenly father. And God said something in Genesis 3.15. Let me read it to you right now. It was the first prophecy to come against the devil. He says, and I will put enmity, open hostility between you and the woman and between your seed the devil's offspring and her seed. They're talking about Mary and Jesus. Oh, he shall fatally bruise his head and you shall only bruise his heel. That was the first prophecy from God, our father from the garden of Eden. What is he saying here? He's saying right here that Jesus defeated the enemy. That Jesus stepped on the enemy's head. He defeated him. He took the keys of the kingdom and gave us victory. If God is saying that in the beginning of time, he is the same yesterday. He is the same today. And he's the same forevermore. God does not change. It's about intimacy when we talk about Christmas. It's not about the presents It's not about the PS5s and what you have. If you don't have Jesus, you're empty. The Messiah brings hope, the Messiah brings miracles, the Messiah brings deliverance. Are you with me? I'm so glad. So let's get into it. I'm going to stay right here and I'm going to give you revelation. Maybe, maybe you're new here you're like, well, Pastor Jeff, what's revelation? That means the spirit of God has revealed these spiritual truths right here. For unto us a child shall be born. That simply means that back in Genesis 315, God says that Jesus was going to come and defeat the devil. We just read it. That means that God hasn't changed his mind. He's very angry at the enemy for what he did. He broke fellowship between you and us. And when sin was there, the whole earth was corrupt. So God sent his son to be born of a virgin. Can I get an amen? Amen. And God says that uh, to us a son shall be given. Uh, Put up Psalms 2 verse 7. It says, I will proclaim the Lord's degree. He said to me, you are my son. Today, I've become your father. When a son is given, we're talking about the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is one of impartation from father to son. Now, let me just say this for the ladies in the house. That doesn't exclude you. When it says son, it means male and female because there's no male or female in the kingdom. So a woman of God can carry the same Holy Ghost that I can and do signs, wonders and miracles. I want to bust up that religious devil so bad. There's no gender in the kingdom of God, but what it is is from fathers to sons. It's about your authority, not your gender. Do you know who your father is in heaven? If you do, you're on the right side because it's about authority, not gender. Whoo, can I get an amen on that? My glasses are broke. I don't know what's going on. (laughs) And the government shall be upon his shoulder. Government in Hebrew, I looked it up, it's called misra. It means to have dominion. When we're talking about the government of the kingdom, he doesn't need your permission to be king. He's not asking you what I should do or what you. What do you think I should do. He is King Jesus. And the one, if you think about the shoulders and the, how he carried the cross up Golgotha, if you lay the center of someone's back, the, the wings of the cross go across his shoulders the one that can carry the cross wears the crown he's the only one that is able to wear the crown so his government rules i don't care what the interest rate is it doesn't matter i don't live in that kingdom oh my god that was so good you should have jumped up it was amazing this christmas season don't go in debt trying to get something for your kids can I be practical? I tell my children, because I'm in a different season, I've been, I've been Santa Claus, I've been Jesus all 12 months. I'm not going to take all, this, all the money in the world to go in debt so you know how much I love you. There's food on the table. The water is warm. There's plates for you to eat on. Everything has been provided to me by our Heavenly Father. Let's celebrate every month a provision from Jehovah Jireh. The government is upon his shoulders, not on Trump, not on Biden, and not on all that mess. That's mess. That's a bunch of mess. Because if you stay in that kingdom, you will walk in the spirit of confusion. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. My point number two was your identity is in his name. Let me ask you a question. What are you going to do in your life? How can you align your life to match this name? You can't do anything in your strength. His name is great. Oh, this is good. Go to Proverbs, put up Proverbs 22, one. It says, a good name is rather to be chosen than great riches and loving favor rather than silver and gold. When you know who your daddy is and you know his names, you will align to his nature. My natural father's name was Robert Jr. Jones. He wasn't my natural biological father. He adopted me at seven years old. But to the day he went to be with Jesus, I look like him. I sound like him. My facial features didn't come from his natural seed. But there's something called the spirit of adoption. That when you walk in the spirit of God and you know who the names of God are, your nature aligns to whom you belong That's good. 10 minutes. How am I doing? God is good. He is gracious. So let's, let's go through some of his names. I looked up his names really fast. Okay. Wonderful. In the Hebrew, Pele. It means a miracle, a marvelous thing, wonderfully made. So when you say, God, you're wonderful. He's a miracle. We've seen Pat roll out. That's a wonderful miracle. The God of wonder. When we say counselor, in the Hebrew is at. I I I I don't know. That's what it says. <laughs> it means to deliberate or resolve. It means to take advice, advise well, to give and take counsel. Jesus heard what the devil said about you, took the counsel and still died for you anyway. (laughs) While you were yet sinners, Christ died for you. He didn't know you. He didn't care what the, the enemy said. He didn't care what you did 16 years ago. It didn't matter. He took that counsel and said, I am enough. I will lay my life down for them. That's a Messiah. That's worth celebrating during Christmas. Mighty God, Gabor. Gabor. One of God's names is Jehovah Gabor. It means powerful, warrior, champion, chief, giant, mighty man, strong man, valiant man. Man, every time I was doing that, y'all should have been clapping. Like I'm just. <laughs> but listen to what he's saying. How many of you are gonna let the mighty man take you into 2023? Yeah. Are you gonna look at your past and go, God, it's been a hard year? Yeah, but look at you now. Because if you're here here listening to me right now, you're a champion, you're not a baby Christian you know when I first got saved I did not know scriptures like I did right now but I had so much zeal I knew that I had a name that was above every name and I cast out more demons less than a year old in the kingdom than I do right now and that's a shame you know why? because when you have a head full of knowledge you have no action you lean on how much you know Jesus wants you to go so I didn't care. She didn't walk. I stood in front of Albertsons and for eight hours praying for people. Of course, I didn't have a job at that time. But I said, I'm not going to sit at home while I look for something. What can I do, Jesus? I would park in front of Albertsons and pray for people all day. I didn't care because he was my Jehovah Gabor. He was my mighty God, my valiant man, the one, my Messiah looked into my darkness and said, I'll take him, I'll make him, and he will serve me. (laughs) Oh my God. Six minutes. This is my favorite one right now, okay? I'm just saying it. (laughs) This is gonna blow your mind. Everlasting Father in the Hebrew. A D add, I was like, that's it a D that's a and D add perpetually forever ancient in your past present in your now and continuing in your existence. That's a good daddy. (laughs) That means let me give you perspective. How many of you guys have children? Raise your hand. Praise God. That means that God is going to be an everlasting father to you, to your children, to your nephews, to your children's children, to your children's 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 children, because he's perpetually moving in your generation. He's an everlasting father. He never runs out of being a good daddy. <laughs> point number 3 cuz I got to close the bible says at the end of that at the end of those scriptures that the zeal of the lord will perform this my point is god will not relent until you win we have to stop looking at god and jesus as being passive The lion lays down with the lamb because the lion knows he's a lion. He can kill the lamb. It doesn't matter. He holds that for something else. Our Jesus, your Messiah, is not passive. So on Christmas, when you have family and you're getting a little nervous as you raise up the standard, celebrate them by celebrating him. And I'm not trying to put anyone down. But I'm going to live according to the scripture on what it says about me. And it says that the zeal of the Lord will perform it. That means that the zeal, a burning desire, a zeal that God will not relent. So that means that your Messiah brings all his angels, all the warring angels. You have the fullness of the Holy Spirit you can't lose four minutes julius can you come out or come up we have to celebrate christmas in advent as christians as it is finished Jesus is not going to come back as a baby. No. Jesus is not going to die again on the cross. It's been done. Jesus is not going to be risen from the dead. He's already done that for you. What Jesus is looking for is your heart to believe him. Am I your Messiah? Not the Messiah that the world paints as Santa Claus. because I believed in Santa when I was younger because I didn't know the Messiah. But the Messiah made Santa, Satan. Santa, Satan, whatever. My point is this. Provision can come from anyone when God designed it to do so. Let me give you a testimony. Yes, sir. 2008, I was one of the, 2007, one of the best realtors in the world to me. Sold a lot of houses, maybe it was the market, didn't matter. Love people. The best realtor in this room right now is Cap Brock. Saying it right now. Cat Brock right there. Woo! On point. Sold my daddy's house, another story. Okay, 2008, the real estate thing crashed. My broker stole $64,000 from me and filed bankruptcy. Credit cards was at the top. Woo! Came tumbling down. Christmas came, guys. I have four beautiful boys, two girls. I didn't have a dime. And as a hunter, as a man, that broke my spirit because my identity was being a good provider. Here's what God did the sons that I raised gathered up the money and bought gifts for the family. I looked at that at first and said, I missed it. No, God showed me right then and there. And let me give you another secret. The four boys are not my natural sons. I married Gail, Alicia, Noah, Lonnie, Jones with four boys and I never called them stepkids. Cause that ain't in the Bible. Then my boys and my boys stepped up and honored a tradition in our family. The zeal of the Lord performed it. Jehovah Gabor, my valiant warrior through my sons came through he is my messiah then he is your messiah now and right now you have an opportunity to put away the other stuff and reach out to him from your hearts because no one knows the day or the hour and i'm not singing that and prophesying to you to get you emotional i'm speaking the truth the holy spirit jehovah shammah is here saying i am your messiah i am your king and that you will rule victoriously but you can't go back in your mind and You can't be lazy and say you won't do your part. Put him first in everything, everything that you do. Put him first and he will pull you through. Here a little, there a little, the grace is poured out. Here a little, there a little, his grace is poured out. His grace is in the room. His grace is grace. Everlasting grace. Stand to your feet. Did I introduce you to Jesus? I did. He's the same yesterday, today. And forever I do this when I minister it opens up things he's the same yesterday today and forever I will leave you with this behold I stand at the door of your heart and I'm knocking I'm knocking today i stand at the door of the cancer diagnosis and i'm knocking i'm knocking holidays may be bad for some of you some of you don't like holidays because you lost loved ones today is my mother's birthday she would have been 76 years old And I'm on this stage as your pastor ministering to you while she's jumping for joy in heaven for me. Don't miss the opportunity. The king is calling you by name. Oh, you thought this was gonna be a message where you didn't have a part to play? The Messiah wants intimacy. Lift your hands. The Spirit of God is moving to every heart. He's healing you right now. He says, I'm removing every word of witchcraft, every words that put you down. He's removing those hurtful words and the sting of them because he's your Messiah and you were destined to win. So with your hands lifted and your eyes closed, I'm going to ask you a question. This is your activation moment. Ask the Lord right now, over the last 11 months, one thing that he delivered you from right now. He's showing you in your heart. Now that you have that in your heart, lift up your hands like you're doing now and open your mouths and say, Thank you, Jesus. Say thank you, Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, your son, Yeshua. These champions that are called by your name are in your midst. They don't want to be the same, Lord. So right now, under the sound of my voice, I speak deliverance to you. I speak healing to you. I release grace to you grace grace to every mountain you will face every mountain for your God your Jehovah is an everlasting father and he is fighting for you and you win if you believe that say amen amen you can put your hands down now we had one altar call we believe in prayer today my portion delivered the word in a timely fashion. It was condensed. It was powerful. And the Holy Spirit has moved on your hearts. He doesn't want any residue. So if you have something that just is still sticking, you know that. You know what I mean? You ever step on a thumbtack? You're like, it just, it still sticks. It just hurts. It won't let you go. I need you to come up to the front. Here's why. I love altar calls. Why? Because when you come up one way, God alters you. He realigns you like a good chiropractor. He sets your heart in motion for the king. If you need your heart in motion, or if you need a miracle from your everlasting father, and you just need agreement and prayer, come to the front. The altars are open. I'm going to pray for those that don't want to move, that have to go. Have a blessed day. And remember, your Messiah has already come and made a way. He has defeated the enemy of your soul. So you're going to win. If you don't quit, you win. Have a blessed day. We love you from the Movement Church. Have a blessed day.